This Monday, December 11th, NBA Betting Picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, December the 11th, currently 11.06 on the East Coast, here to get into the 13-game schedule in the association here tonight. And joining me, as usual, I got my guy here with me, the superstar of the show, the villain himself. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling this Monday morning, brother? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. We got the the end of a of a pretty solid regular season tournament, I think. It was a pretty pretty decent start. We'll see what happens next year, what adjustments they make, but I enjoy uh a weekend in Vegas. I wasn't able to make it this year. So let's do it again in Vegas next year, fellas. I'm I'm trying to go back. Yeah, hopefully we uh, all of us can get out there. I know this year we were trying to get out there, but it just didn't work out with the timing and everything. But hopefully uh, next season the uh, NBA po- uh, Gambling Podcast uh, group can uh, definitely get out there for the in-season semifinal and finals. But, yeah, you're right. It was it was a lot of fun watching, um, you know, not only in Vegas, the semifinals and the finals, but all, all throughout the tournament as well, the group stage, quarterfinals last week. So I think overall it was a huge success. So congrats to the Lakers. Uh, the first one to get it done. Uh, they hoist the first, I guess, quote unquote, NBA Cup. Um, and we'll, I think they'll be back next year as well for the uh, in season tournament. So, not uh, a lot of action, at least over the weekend. A lot of teams did have rest this weekend, so they should all be ready to go. We got 13 games to get through here, Terrell. So, let's just dive right into it, my man. Um, first game on the board here will go over to the Motor City. The Indiana Pacers, they are traveling from Vegas to Detroit um, to take on the Pistons here. Currently, the Pacers are a seven-point road favorite here with a total of 246.5. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Indiana Pacers, um, Kendall Brown, two-way contract. Andrew Nimhard is going to be out for this game. He's staying with a right knee bone bruise he suffered in the semifinals of the end-season tournament. Uh, Aaron Neesmith is going to be questionable for this game. He has a right hip bruise. Jalen Smith continues to be out as well for the Indiana Pacers. For the Detroit Pistons, Marvin Bagley III is doubtful. Jalen Dern is ruled out. Monte Morris is ruled out as well in this game. Um, Obviously, we saw the Pacers lose to the Lakers in the finals of the in-season tournament. I think that Terrell, get your thoughts on this. If there was ever a letdown spot for the Indiana Pacers, I think this is the ultimate spot here, having to go from Vegas. Maybe they went back home and then travel to Detroit to play the Pistons. What do you think about this game? Pacers minus seven in uh, in favor of or in uh, favorite over the Pistons. Uh, I, I guess that's going to be the thing to look at is what's the layoff between these teams that played in Vegas and everybody that did it. But this Detroit team sucks, man. Like, yeah, they're scrappy at times, but they're just so bad. But, and I mean, at the very least, I know Indiana's going to put up points. Like I know Indiana's going to put up points. I mean, Detroit should put up points too, because Indiana's defense isn't anything, but 
Uh, a total of two forty six and a half. I just gotta assume that Indiana's gonna run away with this one. I mean, I, the issue really is you without Jalen Duran, you're losing a little bit of rim protection there. So now you're going with Bagley, who you said is questionable, or is he uh, doubtful? Doubtful. So yeah, you're losing Duran and Bagley. It looks like you know you got beef stew, and that's about it for on the inside. And you're gonna need something on the inside to handle Bruce Brown, to handle Obi Toppin, to handle Miles Turner, to handle Tyrese Halliburton when he drives to the basket. Like you're going to need a whole bunch of other things. I mean, it, give me give me Indiana minus seven and a half. This feels real chalk, and it feels really easy. But Detroit's just really really bad, man. <laughs> They're really really bad. I mean, maybe this is the spot Indiana coming off of Vegas for Detroit to finally get a win, but. I'll take the L if it is. I, I think that this is a spot where Indiana gets up, especially after losing that game the way they did to the Lakers. If they beat the Lakers, I might have been on Detroit here, but yeah. because they lost that game, I'm going to go Indiana. Yeah, I think that it just worries me that offensively they just are not very good. Are the uh, Detroit Pistons the second worst def- or, oh, sorry, offensive rated team over the last five games in the entire association? Uh, and defensively, they haven't been very good either. Um, I mean, they're right around league average or sorry, right below league average as far as defense over the last five games. But I just don't think they have enough horses to keep up of the offense of, you know, the Indiana Pacers like we've seen all throughout the season, also during the in-season tournament as well. So I'll lean with the Pacers here as well. I think Kaysen mentioned it. You probably just want to look at the Pacers team total to go over. That number's around 127, 127, uh, 127 and a half in this game. Do uh, you have any thoughts on the total of 246 and a half? Um, I'm trying to figure out why it's dropping. It opened up at 250. I guess 250 was way too much for people. Now it's at 246 and a half. But, I mean, it's Indiana. I don't know how... I'm not at a point where I'm ready to just start taking unders with Indiana yet. So give me an over. All right. Uh, any player props we're looking at in this game? I mean, Halley assists, Cade assists. You know, I expect to see points. So those are two easy plays. Uh, I mean, OB topping points has to be in there today with just Duran and Bagley probably not playing. Like, they're they're running out of rim protection there. I really don't know. I'm curious on the lineup with those two bigs not playing. Who else is even helping anchoring the paint for them? So, yeah, I would go with uh, OB topping. I think it's a nice OB topping day for him to get a bunch of points in the paint, some dunks, put on a highlight reel, and Indiana route to a run. Yes, he 13 and a half for OB uh, Toppin's points prop today. Um, Bogdanovich um, interests me. He's come back and played pretty well um, for the Pistons. Two games, I did the first two games he returned from injury, 22 points in each of those games. Did have a down mm-hmm. night against the Orlando Magic, but that was a game that they got absolutely uh, blown out uh, by the Magic. He only scored nine points in that game. So I think consistently offensively at least a shooter a guy that can also create his own shot get to the free throw line as well that that's Bogdanovich he's at 21 and a half in this game but you already I've mentioned the players I'm not going to regurgitate about you know Hallie and and uh Miles Turner and um and their props here as well anything else for this game no no I'm good all right let's get over to the next game of the night that's going to be the Washington Wizards they are headed to Philly to take on the Sixers Sixers currently sitting as a 11 and a half point favorite with a total of 244 in this game uh, looking at the injury report, excuse me, for both of these teams, let's start here with the Washington Wizards. Um, Johnny Davis, left calf uh, strain, he is out. Daniel Gafford is questionable here tonight with a right hip contusion. 
And then for the Sixers, Joel Embiid is questionable, but I did see that he did participate in shoot around this morning. He's dealing with left knee soreness, and that is pretty much it for the Philadelphia 76ers. I believe this is the third matchup already between these two teams uh, this season. And I know we'll talk about Joel Embiid's domination against the Wizards um, here in a second, but I'm trying to pull up the numbers and to see how the E. Sixers have done against the Wizards. So they're 2-0 and straight up, 1-1 against the spread, and 2-0 and to the over. They won the first game 146-128 at home, and then they went on the road um, as a 10.5-point favorite. Didn't cover the number, but they put up another 131 points uh, to 126 of the uh, Wizards here. But they're back at home. 11.5 is a number here. Terrell, what are you thinking? Yeah, I... I mean, it's the same handicap as what I said last time when... As I took the 76ers, the Wizards randomly show up for this game. Like, they randomly get up for the 76ers. I just can't tell you which game it's going to be. I don't know. I don't know which game. It's random. It's completely random. I don't know which game it's going to be that the Wizards randomly get up for this game. But there are games where Wizards go out here and not only cover like they did the last time out, but sometimes get the win outright. However, mm-hmm. this Wizards team sucks. They stink. They're terrible. They're Bet, quote unquote best player hasn't shown up at all this season, and then the other player is just go is more worried about fashion week than he is about playing basketball. So I I just don't even know. I, I don't know how you can back this Washington team. Like I currently always try to find ways to be contrarian and get behind this Wizards team, but you can't. This team stinks. Yeah, give me Philly and give me the over. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I mean, I think Philly at home this season, eight and three straight up, eight and three against the spread, eight and three to the over. The three teams that they lost to were the Pacers. That was that second game of those, you know, back to back same opponents that they played. They lost to the Boston Celtics, who were in a revenge spot, and then they lost to the, I believe it was the Cavaliers by three points in that game that went to overtime. But other than that, against lesser competition at home, they've been taking care of business here. So. With them mm-hmm. being participating in shoot around here tonight, uh, or sorry, this morning, um, I believe that he will play. Um, and again, relatively healthy are, or they are the the healthier team, the Sixers. I know Daniel, Daniel Gafford probably doesn't want to go up against Joel Embiid here tonight after what he's been able to do against his Wizards team this season. So I'll, I'll lay the chalk here. Give me the, it's up to minus 12 in some spots with the news of Embiid here. So uh, team total over for me as well for the Philadelphia 76ers. I just don't see how this, Washington Wizards offense can slow the Sixers team down after what they've done in the first two games this season against them. Um, so I'll take that to the bank. Uh, you have any thoughts on the total? Yeah, you said no, over? Over. yeah, I'm all over the over. I mean, you said the numbers of the first two games. I don't know why I'm going against it. I, yeah. I mean, Philly team total over. They've been in 130 both of these games. Yep. Uh, all right, player props. What are you looking at? Uh, it's Christmas time, so Joel, Joel, Joel. Joel, Joel, Joel. What it? What is it? What's the numbers? Thirty-three and a half minus three, uh, minus one fifty. The prop right now, but over the last four games against the Wizards, forty-eight, thirty-four, forty-eight, and fifty. And both of those forty-eight and fifty games were this season. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you gotta have some pride. Like as a like as a team, you gotta have some pride. Like there's no reason a guy should have what four forty point games against us in his last four. Yeah. He's giving Three, us forty uh, every time. Four. Yeah. 
You hear how Jeff Teague be upset when he be talking about Braun and how Braun was always beating him and whooping his ass in the playoffs. And then you have yeah, I, I know these Washington players hate Joe B. Like, I know they hate Joe B. I know they be like, dog, every time we play this man, he just continue to go off against us. Like, every time. Like, it don't matter what we do, what we do, he always goes for 40. Give me Joe B to score 40 again, man. Make it five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, let's see what that alt number is for him. Um, Joel Embiid. <laughs> Case yeah. said it's plus 190. Yeah, I see over 35 and a half is plus 105. I don't think they'll give us a 50. Yeah, I see. Yeah, Ray's right. Well, plus 185, plus 190. Any other player props? Uh, let's see. Man, somebody from Washington is going to score. Let's go with Denny. I thought JR, I thought I saw JR say something about Denny earlier. I guess we can go with Denny on Washington. So I just, I mean, I don't know how you can back Jordan Poole at this point. Like, yeah. I think I played more unders for Jordan Poole than overs this season. I mean, how many 20-point games has he even had this season is a bigger question. He had a stretch. He had a stretch where he had like three in a row. And then after that, it got very, very concerning. Yeah, 30, 24, 26. I think the Atlanta game he left early. And then he's had 10, 19, 14, 23, and 8. So, yeah. Um I was looking at Maxi assist in this game as well. He had 11 in the first matchup and then seven in the second matchup this season. Mm-hmm. Let me see what that number is at right now. It's probably six and a half. Yeah, six and a half minus 140. So this, I think, is a good game. We want to be able to put together a same game parlay as well. I think that's a good opportunity. All right, you got anything else for this game? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Actually, no, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, uh, before we get over to the next game of the schedule, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy gives you the opportunity to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Stay tuned at the end of the episode. Terrell and I will put together our Underdog entry for the Monday night schedule in the association so you can watch long. Maybe make your make your own picks as well and maybe make a little cash as well over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, Terrell, next game on the schedule here is going to be the Miami Heat. They are in Charlotte to take on the Hornets here tonight. Currently, the Heat are a four-point favorite on the road with a total of 221. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Miami Heat, uh, Bam is going to be out for this game. RJ Hampton is questionable. Tyler Hero, Haywood Highsmith are also out. Um, and then Kyle Lowry is questionable with back spasms. Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson are available. For the Charlotte Hornets, we know LaMelo Ball continues to be out as well as Cody Martin and Frank Nilakina, and then uh, the two, or sorry, Mark Williams is doubtful here tonight, so expect to see Nick Richards, and then Nick Smith Jr. is also out for the Charlotte Hornets, so a lot of injuries for both of these teams here, uh, but Miami minus four on the road here against Charlotte here. Terrell, what are you thinking? Um... 
Miami Heat laying points yet again. Slightly better on the road when they're laying points than they are at home, but it's still not a spot that you want to back them. But is it enough points? Because Charlotte, this matchup's been close over the past four meetings. It's actually two and two straight up. Uh, Miami has won one of their games as a four-point by four as a two and a half point favorite, and then they push the other game at plus six. So these games have been close the last four matchups, honestly. Like it'll have their number a little bit. Now there is no Lamelo going on in this game. We all know that, but ultimately we all know the glue for this team. We know who the glue is. Scoring Hayward. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what he continues to do at this point. But they play better with Gordon Hayward in the lineup. And we still have uh, Miles Bridges here. And regardless of what you may feel for Miles Bridges as the person, as the player, he's averaging 20 points this season. So yeah. he's definitely going to help them there in that offensive workload. And that's really what it is for me. I expect to see a little bit of a, a slower-paced, lower-scoring game between these two teams. But I need to trust that the Charlotte Hornets are going to be keep, be able to keep up with whatever the Miami Heat are going to throw at them. So uh, with the offensive options, adding Bridges – uh, hopefully Miller has a solid game and then add what Gordon Hayward gives you in playmaking to make everybody else a little bit better. Uh, I'm taking the Charlotte Hornets plus points here. Yeah, Miami Heat on the road this season as a away favorite. Four and one straight up. They are three and two against the spread and they did face the Hornets uh, back on November 14th as a six and a half point road favorite. And uh, the Hornets well, that line, they technically didn't cover. Yeah, because they only won that game by six. Um, yeah. and that was a game where they had Bam, they had Haywood Highsmith, they had Kyle Lowry, um, for the Heat, and then you know that was a game where the Charlotte Hornets started Ball, PJ Washington, JT Thor, Mark Williams, and Theo Maladon. So no gate, uh, Gordon Hayward in that game, uh, no um Miles Bridges. Bridges like you mentioned as well. So yeah, I think this is another game that does come down to the wire in the final minutes here. I when I saw this, I, I kind of did scratch my head on it as to why the Heat were outside of a possession. Um, Charlotte can win so this I, game. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I, I'll take them uh, plus the points here. I, I like what I've seen from them. Yeah. And like you mentioned, right? Uh, Bridges is playing well, and Gordon Hayward has put together back to back twenty plus point games. Three out of the last four games, he's actually scored twenty plus points. And Terry Rozier is also doing his thing as well for the Charlotte Hornets in the absence of uh, Lamelo Ball. So. Um, uh, I think it's a big Nick, uh, Nick Richards game, game here as well, but <clears throat> excuse me, I do like the Hornets with you in this game. Uh, you mentioned the under in this game. Um, let's get to player props then. What else? What do you like for as far as player props? I mean, I'm on. I'm on the the Miles Bridges wave. I, I've kind of been quiet about it, but you look at his last few games: 20, 16, I mean, 22, 16, 22, 23, 13, 23, 33. And he's doing this on 50% from the field. Like, it's not even like this is an inefficient, you know, game for him. Most times, the majority of his games, he's shooting above 50%. And so if you're going to be, if you're going to get the shots, especially with LaMelo out, you're getting 15 to 20 shots a game. And then you're going out there and you're shooting above 50%. I think you're going to be able to get get above your points prop. So I'm all over Miles Bridges here to Continue doing what he's doing. That's just playing good basketball. Yeah, I don't hate that. Like you mentioned, he's he's been efficient. I think is a key there uh, for Bridges. Um, I was looking at Nick Richards' rebounds in this game. Um, 
that's probably at nine and a half or maybe even 10. Yeah, it's at nine and a half minus 120. I don't hate that. Uh, in the earlier matchup this season, in 25 minutes, he had 10 points and 12 rebounds in that game. But okay. I do expect him to play a little bit more minutes, especially with uh, Mark Williams being uh, out here tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I think that was probably it. Uh, Orlando Robinson burned me on Friday, so I'm not going to go to him. Got hooked on his rebounds. All right, let's keep it moving. Control. <laughs> so a lot to get through here. That's the um, sign. You're supposed to play it. That's the sign that you're supposed to play it. He yeah. burns you on the hook the last time. You're supposed to go back to it because you're going to look at his prop today, and you're going to be like, oh, now he wants to get that rebound. You're supposed to play it today. I'm going to give it out. Orlando Robinson, what's the what's the line? I'm going to give it out because that's yeah, exactly nine and what a half. happens. Nine nine and a half. Orlando Robinson over nine and a half rebounds. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. It's, I promise you that's exactly what happens. You sit here, and you're like, dang, he hooked me. All right, I'm not betting him no more. And then the next game, you look, and he goes over that prop that you wish you had bet. That's what happens. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Next game on the board. Let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are headed to Orlando Eddie, what to do? Take, uh, uh, on the Magic. Uh, Magic currently sitting as a one and a half point favorite. Total of two twenty seven. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, where do they go? All right. Um, Karis LeVert is out for this game. Evan Mobley is also out for this game. Both of those guys are dealing with left knee injuries. Uh, and then for the Orlando Magic, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. continues to be out. Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac are questionable here tonight. And then Markel Fultz is also out here tonight. So Carter Jr. and Markel Fultz out. Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs questionable. Uh, Terrell, minus one and a half in favor of the Cat, uh, sorry, yeah, in favor of the Magic here at home. What are you thinking? Oh well, I mean, first, first and foremost, what goes with the gift that keeps going giving? The gift that keeps on giving. Orlando Magic first half. I mean, just go ahead and put it back in. We're we're still rolling and we're still up a bunch of units moving off. And yep. you know, we got a comment, and they said mm. uh, that I have taken over all credit for the Orlando Magic first half because. And you were the one that noticed it first, and you said something about it first. So, Moonoff, you have to go tout the Orlando Magic first half because clearly you're not doing it enough. They think that I'm the one – like, just because I'm touting it, they think that I came up with it. But it's because you don't tout. Moonoff doesn't tout. Moonoff is lame. Moonoff is boring. And so Moonoff just sits there and cashes his no eyes and doesn't say anything. There's no gambling podcast host. We collectively put our heads together. Yes, there actually is. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's right there. Top four it's literally right there. The There's pod, an eye so. right there. There's an eye right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? There's no eye in uh, yeah, NBA I mean, like first half. <laughs> <laughs> I said there's no I in team in our team. I know there isn't gambling. Oh, well, I thought you said uh, an NBA gambling podcast. I'm like, there's an I right there. Uh, okay, right. yeah, yeah, you got me there. Uh, I'll throw out the numbers here for the first half real quick in case people are tuning in for the first time. Um, Orlando Magic, first half overall, 16 and 6 against the spread. At home, 8 and 4 against the spread. Orlando. I think at this point, I think I'm on. Is this like a revenge spot as well for them? I think I'm kind of a, yeah, because they. I remember. I'm pretty sure they got whooped by uh, Cleveland. I feel like I I bet that game 
and I instantly regretted it. Let me go back yeah, one twenty one, one eleven. Yeah, so I, I regretted that one. I remember that, but that was in Cleveland, and I think it's mm-hmm. a different situation because now it's no Evan Mobley, no Karis LeVert. Now you're testing the depth of that Cleveland Cavaliers team because Dean Wade comes into the starting lineup. I mean, I guess you're going to Niang. Niang is going to get more minutes in this game. So maybe, I guess, if you want to get behind a Niang prop, you may be able to do something there. Uh, who else is coming off of it? Like, it just it, – it feels like this is going to be a test of depth for this team. Whereas Orlando, we've seen them be kind of solid, especially if Suggs and Isaac plays. If Suggs and Isaac both play, I love Orlando in this spot mm-hmm. because those are two great defensive de- – uh, players i think that Suggs, mitchell and garland are probably still going to get theirs but he's going to make life difficult for him Jonathan isaac is going to make sure nobody gets anything easy inside the paint so yeah i like orlando if those two guys play but if those two guys don't play or if i get one or the other i'm a little bit questionable about it but i think with Suggs and with isaac coming into the lineup especially Suggs, honestly Suggs for I think that that's going to be a pretty good defensive matchup to go up against Garland or Mitchell. So I will take the Orlando Magic minus the one and a half. They're a great home team, man. They're sitting here at 10 and 2 against the spread, 10 and 2 straight up at yeah. home. I'm not fading that. Yeah. Uh, and when we talk about revenge angles, um, you know, I like the spot, especially being at home. Uh, we're almost here essentially a pick em. Um And like you mentioned, Magic have been really good, not only in the first half, but. Uh, at home against spread as well. Again, Terrell just laid out the numbers there, so I'm not going to argue against that. So uh, expect the Magic to play well here tonight. I'm on the minus one and a half here as well. Total sitting at 227. The first matchup ended up with 232 points in that game, Terrell. But Mm -hmm. what do you think about the total here? Uh, I'm going under this time around. Really close to the last matchup. Expect to see better defensive intensity. And again, Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac, if they play in this game, I think that the Orlando Magic defensively at home are going to really, really make light tough on this Cleveland Cavaliers team. I think that they're going to smother them. I don't think anything coming is coming easy in the paint with uh, the Paolo Bancaro, with Franz Wagner, with Goga, with all the size that this team – I mean – Remember how we were talking about the seven footers for <laughs> the seven footers for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Orlando Magic yeah. have had some had some seven footers as well, and they got you know a bunch of six ten guys that I think are really really going to make things difficult for them. So yeah, I'm I'm on the under here under what's the under two two twenty seven yeah yeah two twenty seven. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, Orlando, let me see how they've been doing defensively over the past couple games. Um, Cleveland are the number two or second best defensive rated team in the association over the last five games. Orlando has dipped a little bit. Uh, they are down to number 13, but they were hovering around top 10 uh, season long as far as defensive rating. And we talk about pace as well. When we talk about totals. Uh, Orlando is at number seven, but Cleveland is the... They're right around league average as well. So, but I expect them again to both of these teams, you know, to bog down defensively, especially the, especially the Orlando Magic after giving up 121 points in the matchup earlier uh, to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And that was a game where Evan Mobley chipped in with, I think, 16 points and seven rebounds as well. Mm-hmm. So, really don't expect Jared Allen to contribute a lot on the offensive side of the basketball. He will probably clean up the glass. But other than that, it's like you mentioned, probably the Darius Garland and the um, Donovan Mitchell show. Um, and this, total, this total jumped up 10 points. So I'm not really sure why. 
I mean, I understand money's coming in on the over, yeah. but a 10 point line move is kind of excessive. I don't think I want to be on the wrong end of hopping in on an over after a 10 point line move. Yeah. Um, that's kind of questionable. They... I'm, I'm trying to figure out why that line moved 10 points. Yeah, they're five and six at home. Yeah, I couldn't justify it for you right now either. Um, what are you got for player props? Uh, I mean, Eddie's in there talking about Afro man, so I mean. He's going to be fighting for his life, and he, he has the opportunity to still get a double-double. Jared Allen, double-double. I do like that play. I think that's a pretty solid play. Uh, if I get Jalen Suggs again, and Jalen Suggs does play in this game, I'm going to go back to my auto bet of Jalen Suggs over one and a half steals. Normally get a plus money, pretty good bet there. And then finally, just to wrap up the chat conversation, I mean, seriously, who is Garton Paolo Bencaro? Without Evan Mobley, who who is effectively guarding Paolo Bencaro in this lineup? Uh Dean Wade. You're not gonna be Jared Allen, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, he's not fast enough. Like maybe Jared Allen comes over for help, but Paolo and maybe that's and maybe that's how you, you make things tough on Paolo. You make him become a jump shooter and try to shoot over Jared Allen, but I like his chances. Give him Paolo Bencaro points over. Uh yeah, that number is at let's see here. 20. Come on. Paul Pinkero, uh, 20, 22 and a half. Yep. Minus 125. Yeah, he's had 24, 42, 19, and 28 over his last uh, four games here. So, yeah, don't hate that. Um, I've been on the Cole Anthony train. He's been pretty good to me this season. He's typically coming off of the bench. Ooh, is it? I don't Let's know. It's my sister's birthday. NBA birthdays. Oh, there we go. Happy birthday to uh, Terrell's sister. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Let's see. Uh, we do have some birthdays see. today. Uh, is the art of do we got the Trailblazers on the schedule? Yeah, we do. All right. So yes, we got we a Malcolm Brogdon birthday game coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And we well, got the on the schedule though. too. And we we got uh, Okongwu. We'll talk about Okongwu a little later too for the Hawks. He has a birthday as well. Shout out to the December 11th birthdays. All right, finally, we got a couple of birthday games to talk about later today. Remind me about that when we get to those games. Uh, we'll do. All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like many player props in this game, so we'll, we'll keep it moving here. All right. Uh, next game on the board here, we'll go over to, speaking of a Kongwu, the Denver Nuggets. They are in the ATL to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Currently, the Denver Nuggets are a two-and-a-half-point road favorite here with a total of 241-and-a-half. Uh, looking at the injury oh, report yeah. for both of these teams. Uh, let's see here. For the Denver Nuggets, pretty clean injury report. Jamal Murray is probable. For the Atlanta Hawks, DeAndre Hunter is questionable here tonight. He has a right quad tendon soreness. And Jalen Johnson, we know, is out uh, with the fracture. But pretty healthy squads here between uh, these two teams here. Minus two and a half in favor of the Denver Nuggets here. Terrell, what are you thinking? What has Denver done on the road recently? I feel like they've been playing better, and I told myself I wasn't automatically fading them on the road. So they still took back-to-back L's. So they, they had came back with two wins in a row on the spread and straight up against the Clippers and the Suns, but then their last two road games were against the Kings, where they lost straight up and against the spread, and then the Clippers on back on Wednesday, um, they lost straight up and against spread as well. Yeah. 
It's just a very frustrating scene because it, I mean, I, I, so here's the issue that I have with this dilemma. Both of these two teams suck when it comes to hitting the number. Like you have the Atlanta Hawks who are five and 16 overall this season, one and eight at home. How are you <laughs> one and eight ATS at home? Like them and Golden State, two home teams that are normally really, really good home teams, pissing me off, pissing me off. And so, but you had three and ten on the road for for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, does this not feel like the Quinn Snyder get up for a good team game? Like this just feels like when they play up the competition. Atlanta does that all season. They did it with the Bucks. They did it with Seventy yeah. Sixers. Like it just feels like Atlanta plays up the competition. They won the I, last I, game. The- the pushback I would have for the Denver Nuggets is that those road games that were they were struggling earlier, like Jamal Murray was not there. Like he pretty much missed the entire month of what was it, October? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I think no, I think it was more like November, but I mean I think that would be my only pushback. But Hawks, like you mentioned, one and eight against the spread at home. And they've been against some of the good teams as well. Seven and two to the over at home. I'm just gonna take the Hawks playing a good team. It, it, it feels like I always get, I always say this is an easy fade. The Hawks moment, they're playing a good team. They should get destroyed. And granted, they didn't end up covering that line against Philly, but they were competitive. They were really competitive in that game. And so, yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of don't want to take Denver, but I feel like when I take Denver, they really, really fold for me. I'm taking Atlanta. Give me Atlanta plus points. I'll take Denver here. I think there's a good bounce back spot uh, for them. I mean, Nikola Jokic, I don't know what's going on for him. If the Monstar stole his juice or whatever, but he's been past couple games rough. been rough. <laughs> past couple 18, games been rough. 18 of 58 from the field from Nikola Jokic over the last two games. And that was against the Clippers and the Rockets. So I think this is a game where he does bounce back, at least scoring wise. I mean, he's still filling it up with rebounds and assists. I mean, we know he's going to do that, but. I think this might just be the game where he has an absolutely efficient scoring night and we see Nikola Jokic be the Nikola Jokic that we're used to seeing as MVP form and, you know, getting Jamal Murray back as well. Um, and they're, they're healthy. Like I mentioned, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets here, man. Give me the minus two and a half. I don't, I don't trust this Hawks team at, at home. Like you mentioned, one and eight against the spread. And it's been against some of the better teams at home that they face as well. Obviously you have, the defending champions coming in. Um, I think this is the right spot here for the uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Two forty-one and a half. I mean, I'm going with the over because the Hawks' defense. Well, I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to go under because here's my question, and here's what I'm frustrated with. I'm yeah, Jokic. Jokic may have a good game. Jokic may have a good game. He very well, but. Is everybody else on the road going to show up for this spot in Atlanta? Like, that, that's ultimately, like, if Jokic shows up, is everybody else coming with him? Is everybody else getting on a plane with him? I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's why. I think I mean, that's Jamal Murray, Jokic yeah. out there. Yeah, that's all I need. But you got DeJounte. You got Murray versus Murray here. DeJounte... He po- the length poses a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Matter of fact, give me a contrarian under here, under 242 here. Contrarian yeah, under, it, it's a lot of points. It just doesn't get to 240. I think I'm agreeing with Lante what he mentioned, the team total over for the Denver Nuggets here. Um, look, 7-2 and two to the over at home for the Hawks. They're allowing 126.1 points per game at home. Um, I mean, look, they gave up 126 to the Knicks, 113 to the T-Wolves, okay, but then they gave up yeah. 121 to the Wizards, 117 yeah. to the Miami Heat. I mean, I'm not going to go through the entire list, but they're giving up the points at home here. So Denver Nuggets team total over for me. Uh, you mentioned, or we mentioned, the Okongwu birthday uh, today. Uh, you want to start there with player props? Uh, yeah, we can. We can. Uh, I, just I don't see them listed, though. Yeah, they've been pretty bad at home. Mm, maybe I should be on that over. I probably should. Okay, either way. Back to Okongwu. They don't have anything listed for him because, you know, he's a bench player, and bench players don't get respect until about an hour before the game. But, however, this is how we play Okongwu. You 100% play the double-double, for certain. 100% play the double-double. But, just in case, because I'm pretty sure his points prop is going to be 8.5, 9 something like that, maybe 7.5. I don't really know, but I think it's something around along those lines. You 100% play him for 15 as well. So 15 and 10. That's what we're rooting for for Okongwu on his birthday today. 15 and 10. That is a nice payday. 15 and 10 for Okongwu. All right. Uh, what else for player props? I like DeJounte Murray steals. Okay. I think he's going to be active today. If I if this actually does go to being a little bit, like not even saying a defensive game is a defensive game, like both of these two teams, this could, final score could be 120 to 115 and I still catch. Like, so, and that's still a decent amount of points. But I think that the faster pace that these two teams play with and the length of DeJounte Murray is actually going to, you know, mess with the guard play for uh, this this Nuggets team a little bit. Like, I think it's going to fool with him a bit. He's He's – Active with his hands. You get one and a half steals for plus 110. I think I like a DeJounte steals prop and a rare defensive prop around here, but I do like his steals today. All right. I'm quickly trying to go back and see what a Kongu's done on his birthday if he has played. Um, so it's only been one game where he has played on his birthday. He had 14 points and nine rebounds against the Hawks, sorry, against the Bulls last season. Than that. Exactly. I mean, hey, man, you just give us one more in both categories. We're good. We're good. Yeah. And prior to that, he didn't start playing to like late December. So last season is the only quote unquote data point that we have for him. Um, it was on a Sunday, six of eight from the floor, 14 points, nine rebounds in that game against the uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, Jokic rebounds always. Uh, for me, uh, even if it's at, I think it should be at 12 and a half for him. Um, yeah, it's, it's minus 150. So it's going up to 13 and a half. But again, this guy's been getting like 16 rebounds over this past several games uh, against the opposition. Um, It'd be really good if he got Clint Cabela and foul trouble too. That was just open yeah. the door more for Okongu. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a bounce back game for Nikola Jokic here as well. His points are at 29 and a half. So maybe we've got points and rebounds for him to go over. 
I uh, just feel like we'd see a lot of points in this game here. So that was the couple, or that was the one that I was looking at. Do you have anything, anything else as far as player props for this game? Uh, I guess I can take the points and rebounds as well. I mean, three bad games in a row is kind of crazy. That's when you get yeah. up from the blackjack table. So, yeah, I'll take his points and rebounds too. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game on the schedule here, uh, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL and NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Terrell, let's keep it rolling here, my man. So a lot of games to get through here. Let's go to the next game. That is going to be the toronto raptors they are in madison square garden to take on the new york knicks knicks sitting as a four and a half point home favorite here with a total of 221 uh looking at the injury report for both of these teams it's for the toronto raptors uh christian coloco continues to be out with the respiratory issue Otto porter jr didn't know he was still in the league um he had left foot contusion and then for the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson is questionable and Mitchell Robinson is out for this game. He has left ankle inflammation. So possibly Isaiah Hartenstein should get the start here for the New York Knicks at that center position. But to let's start with the side here, minus four and a half in favor of the New York Knicks hosting the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, so I don't know. Like you said, like we talked about, what was it, last week? Two teams matched up. Knicks got the win on the road in Toronto. As what were they laying? I think they were laying four actually. Uh, uh, no, it was one and a half. As a one and a half point favorite, they they did well. One and a half, they were catching one and a half. They ended up mm-hmm. losing that game outright to the New York Knicks. But fortunately for them, this game is now in Madison Square Garden. And, I mean, we all know what happens when teams come to the Garden. Scotty Barnes had 26 in the Garden last time he was there, just so people know. I mean, it's what happens, man. So, as I look through his roster and I decide, who's going to screw my Knicks today out of a win? Huh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's pull up this this team and let's see who who is it going to be. Who is it going to be? Because everybody thinks that, I mean – who who Dennis is Dennis going to hit a whole bunch of crazy threes out of nowhere? Is he going to be that guy today? Uh, Let's see how he's done in Madison Square Garden. I mean, you could you, Scotty. Scotty's had a little bit, a little bit of time in the league. I'm looking for younger players. I mean, Gary Trent steps up when they need it. it. It's just everybody knows the atmosphere. There's so many people that can step up for this team. I'm, and we all know my pessimism of my New York Knicks and how I think that this team actually isn't that good. And so uh, I think that this is a little bit more of a defensive game. Give me the under on that 221. I think this is actually a slower paced game. Both of these two teams uh, try to make life a little bit harder on each other. I see the total going up. I'm fine coming in, grabbing the under here. The game went under last time out. 
I think that Scotty Barnes, who had 29 in that last one, he could still have a really good game here and be able to uh, be able to help assist this team. I like Dennis Schroeder assist. I think Dennis Schroeder is going to be able to help navigate that offense and just get the ball to everybody that's going to ultimately destroy the Knicks in this game. So I, I like the Raptors here, man. Plus four and a half. I, I understand what happened in Toronto, but – this is always a phase spot for the Knicks. The Knicks beat somebody on the road. They come back home and they get destroyed by that same team. Like this just, it just feels like this is what the Knicks does all the time. So I would take Toronto plus four and a half here. Yeah. I think outside of two possessions, I, I, I don't trust the Knicks, uh, especially at home. I know they are six and three straight up at home, but they're just, I believe four, four and one against the spread. And again, we talk about those revenge angles, right? They came into our building. They, pretty much handled us and now you're looking for revenge going into Madison Square Garden like like you've mentioned you know over the course of the NBA gaming podcast that someone turns into Michael Jordan uh for the opposition coming into the building so why should it be Chris Boucher Chris Boucher that, Boucher I'm sounds surprised. like a New York it sounds like a New York dude man I'm surprised Grady Dick doesn't get more minutes because I would I looked at him to turn into Michael Jordan here tonight um but he's only been playing like he's been coming off of the bench where it's been blowouts and they've drafted him really high as well. So I don't know why he's not getting more minutes for them. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm with you. I like the Raptors here. Plus the four and a half. I'll lean with the over. I don't love it. Nothing has really, you know, made me consider going on the other side of, you know, an under or the over here. So I'll just lean towards the uh, over here. Um, four and five is the total in Knicks Holmes games, but they're they've been really good defensively at home. Um, they've only allowed 103.2 points per game to the opposition in those nine home games. Um, so yeah, I'll, they need I'll, a good defensive performance here too. After the last two games, they need yeah. a good defensive performance. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to player props here, man. What are you looking at? I mean, I kind of, I kind of went through, and I'm, I'm sitting here still, kind of. Scotty Barnes has had some pretty good games against the Knicks recently, so I think I, I have to play a Scotty Barnes over, or some type of PRA with Scotty Barnes against the Knicks. He's actually really, really had a lot of good games against the Knicks. When you look at his game log, of what he has been doing, last game twenty nine nine and four, game before that nineteen seven and six, game before that twenty six seven and four, like he. He's able to get it done. He's able to find ways to score. He's been pretty efficient in his scoring as well. 68.4% from the field, 46.7%, 50% from the field. Like he's been able to get it done. So I think Scotty Barnes PRA is a good play. Um, Julius Randle has actually been really good against the Raptors as well. Um, trying to pull up those numbers here. Exactly. I just had him in front of me. Uh, so the earlier matchup this season, a near triple double, he had 20 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, but over the last three head to head meetings trail against the Knicks, he's been two assists short of a triple double in the last game. Like I mentioned, one assist short of a triple double, uh, against the, uh, Raptors. So if you want to look at his rebounds and assists to go over here tonight, um, that's at 14 and a half. He's cleared that in five out of the last six head-to-head meetings against the Raptors. He's also been playing the minutes as well. And like we mentioned, um, Mitchell Robinson is out. So I was looking at Isaiah Hardenstein's uh, rebounds in this game. So he did play 29 minutes against the Boston Celtics when Mitchell Robinson did not play in that game. 
He finished that game with 16 rebounds, did Isaiah Hardenstein. That number is at um, eight and a half right now. A little bit of juice on that, minus 130. But mm-hmm. if he, again, if he does play the minutes here tonight, I do like his rebounds to go over eight and a half here. So those are the two guys that I was looking at. I do love your Scotty Barnes look as well. He's been really good to me this season as well. Anything else for this game? Uh, yeah, Boucher and Achua for Jordan players of the game. Last game, they both had double-digit field goal attempts coming off the bench. Neither one of them were efficient, but they both were double digits. If they get double-digit field goal attempts coming off the bench today, they might go 70%. <laughs> it might be some 78% from the field. So, yeah, I like Boucher and Achua when their props come out. Those are the Jordan players of the day. All right, uh, let's get over to the next game here. We got the Chicago Bulls. They are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks here. Bucks sitting as an 11.5-point favorite in this game with a total of 233. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Chicago Bulls, um, Alex Caruso is questionable. We know Zach Levine is going to be missing the next three to four weeks. And then Patrick Williams is probable here tonight with left ankle soreness. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Pat Covington and Jake Crowder are out for this game, and that is pretty much it here. Um, we saw the Milwaukee Bucks lose in the semifinals against the Indiana Pacers on Thursday, uh, but now they are back home hosting, uh, I guess we can say a division rival in the, uh, sorry, in the Chicago Bulls here. I've been pretty impressed with the Bulls, man, especially since... Um, Zach Levine hasn't been in the lineup. It just seems like they're playing more freely. They're playing for each other. Um, Kobe White has been really good. I'll talk about his player props in a little bit, but let's start with the spread here first. Uh, minus 11 in favor of the Bucks here. Terrell, what are you thinking? This is going to be a beatdown. This is, I think this is a terrible spot for this Bulls team. I think this is a terrible spot for this Bulls team. And it's because they won that overtime game. Yeah. It's 100% a because they won that overtime yeah. game. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. just went overtime game against the Bucks. They are rolling. <laughs> so this, this Bulls team was terrible before that overtime game. We all admit that. After that game, that was the start of a four-game win streak for them. They have won their past four games in a row until they walk back into Milwaukee. And guess what? You said it. Milwaukee hasn't played since Thursday. It's Monday. So we get a Bucks team off of rest. A Bucks team that had to sit there on that loss to the Pacers at home. And they get a Bulls team that not only has rattled off three, four straight wins since beating them, but beat them in overtime the last time they played. And this line is 11 and a half. And it opened up at 10. This is going to be a matter of fact, I'm not even wasting my time. I'm not wasting my time with 11 and a half. Y'all are not about to play in my face like this. I'm going to tell you that right now. So let's just go ahead and let's see here. Alternate spread, Bucks minus 19 and a half is plus 235. That'll tell you what I think about 11 and a half. Bucks minus 19 and a half is plus 235. They're going to absolutely dog this team out. I don't think that the Bulls have anything offensively this game on the road after smelling themselves and they're feeling really, really good about themselves over the past few games, I think that this Milwaukee Bucks team is going to bring them back down to earth. Everybody's betting the Bulls today. I understand it. They went overtime last time out. 11 and a half tells me that this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the, we, we talked about this earlier is that when you have a player at the caliber of Damian Lillard pairing with Giannis, it's going to take some time for them to adjust. And we knew that there was going to be some type of fall off defensively when you go from Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. Um, but I mean, historically, this Bucks team has just absolutely owned uh, the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, it's kind of a big brother, little brother situation where the Bulls, sorry, the Bucks went into Chicago. Uh, Bulls played their butts off in that game, got it to overtime, outscored the um, Bucks fourteen to seven in overtime, got the seven point victory. But other than that, I mean, it's just been domination by the uh, uh, Milwaukee Bucks at home, especially uh, against the Chicago Bulls here. So you mentioned it, and I, I said that as well that the Bulls have been playing better as of late. But you take a look at who they've played. It uh-huh. hasn't been the greatest competition, right? Um, yes, they've won four games in a row, but the last two games were against the Hornets. Okay, I know we talked about them. And then against the San Antonio Spurs, where they had to come from behind in that game um, in the fourth quarter and win that game. So um, I, I just think it's a monster performance here tonight from Giannis and Damian Lillard, led by their leaders and their best players of this team. Um, I would look at Bucks early in this game as well. I think they could coast uh, for the second half, and they just win by, you know, like you mentioned, you like it all the way up to 19 and a half. Um, so I'll, I'll lay the chalk here as well. Love the Bucks team total to go over in this game here as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game total of 233? Yeah, I think I prefer Bucks team total more because I just think that there's a possibility that the Bulls don't like. I guess I have to go over because the Bucks defense has been been terrible. But if I think that the Bucks are getting up for this game and they're very intentional about this game, I think that they're going to be up. Excuse me, I had hiccups. Going to be up a little bit more defensively, and yeah, I, I think that the Bulls really could find ways to struggle, especially if Demar Derozan isn't hitting his shot. If they finally found a way, because Vucevic actually has pretty good games against this Bucks team, if they find a way to limit Vucevic or just keep everybody else from having a good game and let Vucevic get his, then especially like limiting a Kobe White who's out here, his prop has gotten up to 19 and a half. Like, yeah. at what point did we realize Kobe White's points prop was at 19 and a half on any given night? So, yeah, I'm all over uh, – the Bucks team total over. I think it's going to be a struggle for the Bulls to go out here and score today. But man, yeah, uh, I'll give me yeah, give, give, give me a Bucks team total over. But I will take an under for the game because I think that the Bulls are not going to do their part. All right, um, player props. What are you looking at? All right, let's see. So, like I said, Vucevic, a lot of good games against the Bulls against the Bucks. You look at his game log and what he's able to do. Hold on, let me pull it back up right here. So we have Vucevic 29 and 10 in that last game, 26 and 12, 21 and 11, 22 and 16, 15 and 14. Like so Vucevic points and rebounds. That's a play for me. I think that's a pretty good play. I can get his points and rebounds at uh let me see. 30 and a half. So if you take that 30 and a half, he's been over in the past four games against the against the Bucks. And that fifth one, he hit, what was that, 29? <laughs> so he's been yeah. basically there. Like, he's been having a really, really good stretch of games against this against this Bucks team. And I'm going to bet on it to keep going. Give me Lucevic over 30 and a half points and rebounds today. I like both props separately as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what you got? Me. Yeah, I can't talk you off of that. I, uh, Lucevic has always been good to me. Reboundings. Um, he's had four straight 
20 plus point games um, against the Milwaukee Bucks as well. I was curious to see uh, Dame's assist in this game. He did have 13 in the matchup, I believe, earlier this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in that overtime game, um, didn't have a great shooting night, did uh, Damian Lillard. Um, so I look at his assist. Uh, Giannis has always done well against this Bulls team. I mean, mm-hmm. for their lack of rim protection, um, you know, his rebounds always been there. Um, so I expect him to get up for this game here as well. Last game, um, 26 points, 14 rebounds in that game. I believe his rebounding is probably going to be at 12 and a half. Let me see if I can find that. But I remember I did bet on this in the last game and it was at 11 and a half. But fortunately for me, it went into overtime and that's where he got his um, couple more rebounds to get over the total here. Yeah, it's 11 and a half at plus 110. I don't hate that uh, for, for Vucevic here tonight. Uh, think it's a Bobby Portis game? Huh. Man, when is the last time I bet Bobby Fortis? Wow, it's been a while. It's been a while. Rebounding wise, he does pretty well against his former team. Yeah. And I can get behind a Bobby Fortis. I can get behind a Bobby Fortis game for sure. It's been a while, but I can definitely get behind a Bobby Fortis game. Rebounds have been good. I see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the points is, I mean, that last game, yeah, let's back Bobby Fortis again on the points as well. For the last, he's got 20, 27, and 19 now. Those, I'm pretty sure one of those games, I can't remember which one, I think it was 27, is when he was actually starting. They had a whole bunch of outs, and he was actually starting for them in that game, so he got a lot more attention uh, or yeah. more opportunity with the basketball. But I think this is still a pretty decent spot for Bobby Portis and what I expect him to get solid minutes. And I think the interior for the Chicago Bulls is a weak point. So, yeah, Bobby Portis, I can get behind a good Bobby Portis game. I think his rebounds what seven and a half is what I see, even money. Yeah, double I double is plus four twenty five. Points and rebounds is at sixteen and a half. Juice to the uh, minus one twenty. Juice on the sixteen and a half. Yeah, double double could be a nice little play there. Yeah, seven and a half even money is his rebounds here for tonight. So um, he's done that plus. in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games uh, against the uh, Bulls. All right, yeah, I like the rebounds prop. I like that plus four twenty-five. Maybe you just go to, go for ten rebounds. That's probably a good plus money price as well. So, options you got options. Yeah, that's a good call. Let me see quickly before we get to the next game here. Um, not sure if they'll have a list. Let's see, Bobby Portis. Um, Bobby Portis rebounds. Yeah, eight and a half is that plus one sixty. I don't see for the for ten plus. All right, uh, let's go to the next game here, Terrell. We got uh, the Dallas Mavericks. They are in Memphis here to, to take on the Grizzlies. Mavs sitting as a two point favorite in this game uh, with a total of two twenty six. A lot of injuries here for the Dallas Mavericks, so they are going to be without Josh Green, Kyrie Irving, Maxi Kleba, and Grant Williams um, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Brandon Clark, we know, has been out. Luke Kennard is out as well. Uh, John Morant is making his return, I believe, later this week, or I think it's next week. And then Marcus Smart, we know, is out as well. So um, significant injuries here for at least the Dallas Mavericks side as well. Um, let's start with the side here. Terrell, minus two in favor of the Dallas Mavericks. They are in Memphis here tonight. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. and I understand all the concern for the Mavericks and all the injuries, but this Memphis team still isn't that good. They've been playing better. Yes, they have been playing a lot better. But I'm, I'm, I mean, three and seven at home. Dallas seven and four on the road. Uh, 
they normally cover for me as a favorite on the road, not at home. That's why I faded them against the Jazz, which was a terrible play. And that's why we faded them uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies, who were catching six, and they won outright when they were at yeah. home. They're, they're a worse home team than they are a road team. And I think this is a good spot for them to just get some revenge and be able to bounce back against this Memphis team. It's probably going to be Luka all the way here, but uh, I, I just have a, I have a hard time thinking Dallas is that bad where they're going to drop two in a row to Memphis like this. I don't think that the matchups are that good. I don't think that this Memphis is playing better. I still don't think they're that good. They just got destroyed by the Timberwolves on their home floor. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and back Memphis. Not Memphis, Dallas here. Dallas in a short number, I think they win the game. Yeah, revenge spot here for the Dallas Mavericks as well. Uh, back on December 1st, these two teams matched up. I believe it was in Dallas. That was a game without Luka. Uh, but again, we talked about a lot of revenge angles this um, on this episode, at least, of teams going in uh, to the opponent's building and, and trying to get a, a victory here tonight. So, uh, yeah. you know, led by Luka, like you mentioned, I think this is a good spot for the Dallas Mavericks. It's just, I don't think they have, there's no defensive guy that can stop Luca here for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Luca drop 50 here tonight. I mean, he's done it more. I mean, he's done it throughout his career, but I think this is all, especially without Kyrie Irving, he's going to have the ball in his hands. The usage rate is just going to be through the roof for Luca here tonight. So um, I'm curious to see what his triple double price is as well. It's probably a minus price here, but I'm trying to see how he's done against the, Grizzlies in his I mean career. at this point Luca at this point Luca loves playing everybody. Like he gives yeah, everybody 30. Yeah. He loves he's like, hey man, I just love the NBA. I could come out here and get 30 any given night. <laughs> uh three straight games. He's at 30 plus points uh against the Memphis Grizzlies, 37, 32, and 35 over his last three games. They did match up also back on October 30th in Memphis. Uh Luca had 35 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists in that game. And the Mavericks did win that game 125, 110. So this is gonna be the third matchup now uh between these two teams. Um with one with Luca, one without Luca. So um uh Dallas are gonna get the season series uh evened up at least here in this matchup. Um you have the thoughts on the total here, Terrell? 226. Let's see. Mm, give me an under. Okay. I think it'll be, be a slower paced game. I think that they'll play out the half court. They'll probably let Lucas set up his sets a lot. Pace is going to incredibly slow, especially because Kyrie is the one that really speeds up the pace. So, no Kyrie in the game. Pace is going to slow down tremendously. And I think that's what Memphis wants to do. Memphis wants to play him out the half court. Memphis wants to get into their defensive sets and say that, hey, we can play a really good defense, even if, even though we're missing half of our team. So I, I would take the under 227 in this one. Luca triple doubles plus 210. Oh. I, I think I might get there with that. Um, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Luca points, rebounds, assists here tonight. Uh, thought, total, yeah, I think that you nailed it that Kyrie Irving is the one that speeds up the pace, right? And I don't understand why they don't play with pace uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. They have they have the young guys that can get up and down the floor. And with Memphis, um, you know, it's a team that, again, is missing a lot of guys, and they're just not efficient offensively, um, you know, especially without 
you know, when they once they do get John Moran, obviously this team will increase, but they're pretty much relying on Desmond Bain and then hoping somebody else steps up, whether it's Triple J, whether it's some of these bench guys, uh, whoever it is from Memphis Grizzlies. So um with you on the under as well. Player props, I mentioned a Luca triple double plus two ten. I'll be on that. Anything else that you're looking at? Yeah, I I like CHJ today. I think he's, okay. I think he can come off the bench and he can provide a really good spark for this Dallas team where they're going to need another 20-point scorer in this game. I don't know. You know, it may not be determined exactly where that 20-point per game score is coming from. I think it's CHJ 16.5. I like his threes as well. And what is it? Three and a half. I think that this is a, a really big game for him where he can go on the road uh, as that veteran presses step up and help add on to that scoring workload that Kyrie, you're losing with Kyrie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I like THJ today. Uh, what do you think about Derek Jones Jr. for 20-plus points? He's going to be in that starting lineup. Yeah. I think it. I think it's worth it. Like, really, I think it's worth it. Because did have 16 the thing about Dallas the this year, mm-hmm. you said what? He had 16 in the matchup earlier. Yeah, I think that's a pretty I think that's a good look. Like the thing about Dallas is they have to find the identity of when these guys are out, who is the person that's gonna step up? Who is that third person? Who is that fourth person for us? Like Tim Hardaway Jr., it yeah, he's been that person, but he kind of comes off the bench and so he kind of boosts that second unit and he can kind of bring his own spark. Who is that person that's gonna benefit playing alongside Luca when Kyrie is gone? Like who is that person? It very well could yeah. be Derek Jones Jr. Uh, I guess maybe it could be a Dante Exum. You know, he's been playing all right and coming in relief and as a backup role. So that's really going to be the question of who is really going to benefit the most. It could even be Lively. Like, honestly, it could really be Lively. And Lively could have another one of those games. You remember where he goes six for six. He's got some 14 points or something like that. Like, so, yeah, it could very well be Lively as well. That's the interesting thing about Dallas in this game. And I think if you want to take long shots – and you want to, you know, boost these players' points totals up and take plus money and get some value, the role players around Luka, they, there's value there. I wish Josh Green was healthy, man. If Josh Green yeah. was healthy, I would be sitting here screaming to the roof, play Josh Green for 20 points tonight. Dante Exum, 15-plus points, plus 165, 18-plus, plus 370. And then for Derek Jones Jr., 15-plus is at plus 130. 18 plus at plus 265. He did have 22 in the first matchup this season against the Memphis Grizzlies, and then he had 16 in the matchup back on December 1st. Derrick Jones Jr. Uh, might be the play. That's 12 and a half seems kind of sweet. Matter of fact, yeah, give yeah. me Derrick Jones Jr. over 12 and a half. I'm not even going to play with the give me over 12 and a half. That, that sounds kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else for this game? No, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, let's go over to the the Utah Jazz. They are in Oklahoma City here tonight to take on the Thunder. Thunder are sitting as a 12.5-point favorite in this game with a total of 233.5. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams here for the Utah Jazz, uh, let's see here. Walker Kessler, Lori Markinen are all out for this game. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, Keontae Johnson is on a two-way G League deal. And then Lou Dort uh, is questionable here tonight. He has a left ankle sprain. Oh, Keontae Johnson Uh, plays for the OKC? Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's uh, in their G League. Yeah, he's on a two-way contract. Oh, okay. Um, Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus 12.5 in favor of the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
So, I can't remember the last time I seen OKC play this big of a number. I think it was Kevin Durant days. Honestly, when the last time we seen OKC play this big of a number? Let's see. If I can find that. Uh, I mean, Utah is really bad. I hate to admit it, but they're horrible. Three and eight on the road this season haven't really been like the fact. This is what's this is the frustrating thing. I'm about to go on a soapbox. This is the frustrating thing about Utah is that they're three and eight on the road, and just think about. The large, <laughs> how big the spreads have been on the road that they still have not been able to cover at all. Like, there's one thing to be a bad road team, but it's another thing to be a bad road team where you're catching double digits almost every single game and you're still not able to cover. OKC seven and four. OKC's really good. They're a playoff team. They could actually win in the first round in the playoffs and make a run. Like they're actually playing really, really good basketball, and it seems like. This is the team that Sam Presti has been waiting for. And watch out for the trade deadline because this is the team Presti's been waiting for. He's been accumulating all those millions of draft picks for this team so he can get one superstar to join them and they become a championship contender. Without that superstar, I think they're still really good. I'm taking OKC minus 12 and a half. It's chalk. The last time the Thunder were a 12 point or more favorite was back on February 7th of 2020 against the Detroit Pistons. Um, Yeah, that was the last time, but I mean, this jazz team has just been so bad on the road. 2020 that's back when it was Shea and Chris Paul running things. Was was Russ on that team? No, Russ was on the Rockets at that point. Yeah, let me see. Let's do a recap. Yeah, Russ was on the Rockets at that point. I think that was the first season Russ was on the Rockets. They had just did the trade and swapped Chris Paul for Russ. So it, that was that was the Chris Paul-led OKC team that was laying slow. So that was SGA, Chris Paul, Gallinari, Steven Adams, and Lou Dort. And the Pistons started Christian Wood, Thon Maker, Tony Snell, Bruce Brown, and Reggie Jackson. Does that Pistons team beat this Utah team? No. No. <laughs> no I'm still taking OKC. <laughs> yeah, give me OKC here as well. I mean, look, like you mentioned, like this Jazz team on the road has just been so bad. Um, they just they're coming off a game where they lost by 50 points to the Dallas Mavericks and they gave up 147 points to that team. And now you're going up against a team that is, I think, a little bit more balanced than that Dallas Mavericks team. One in ten straight up on the road this season for the Jazz. Three and eight against the spread. They're allowing 122.6 points per game on the road so far this season. So, um, yeah, give me the uh, OKC Thunder in this game. Give me the OKC Thunder team total to go over in this game as well. Um, player props, what are you looking at? Hopefully it's not let down after them uh, playing Golden State. Player props, I mean, I don't know, do you remember when we started hosting this show consistently together? And we could have got mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis Alexander for 23 and a half points, 24 and a half points. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> 31 and a half is the number now, Rudolph. It's insane. <laughs> He's still Can you blame him? He's so good. He's so, so this good. Is a, 
This is the last four games for SGA against the Jazz. 33, 39, 38, and 22. He's so good, man. He's such a good player. I say Devin Vassell is my favorite player in the league, but like SGA is really like one of my favorite players in the league for real. Yeah, SGA points over 31 and a half. I, I wasn't questioning. I really didn't care what the number was. I thought it was going to be 33 and a half, if we're being honest. So the fact that I'm getting 31 and a half, which crazy it sounds like I'm getting a deal at 31 and a half, but I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a deal. Give me SGA, get it done. I don't really care about anything else. Yeah, I didn't really have any props for this game. Maybe a rebounding prop here for like John Collins, especially with um, Walker Kessler being out. Um, yeah. You know, we've talked about rebounding props for opposing big men against the Thunder. They still don't have that traditional guy. You know what I mean? Like, like grabs rebounds for the Thunder. So maybe this is a good John yeah. Collins opportunity for him to grab some rebounds here. But other than that, like, I'm not going to talk you off of SGA props ever. Um, yeah. Anything uh, else for this game? I mean, shit blocks. I, I just. Okay. So between Yurtsevin, John Collins, Jordan Clarkson, who will probably be shooting more than driving on the inside in this one. Colin Sexton, who you know is probably going to drive on the inside. THT, who's probably going to be driving on the inside. I mean, Chet is Chet is going to be working today. Give me Chet over two and a half blocks of plus one fifteen. Three straight games he's gone over this number. Four against the Mavericks, six against the Rockets, and yet three against the. Hey man, um, shout Warriors. out to David. No man, shout out to David from Toronto. <laughs> David from Toronto is watching a pick show on mute. What? How are you doing <laughs> this? Are the captions good? Are the captions like like seriously, David? Are the captions like? <laughs> first yeah, of all, I'm gonna screenshot what are you this. doing this at the is... school? <laughs> what first are you doing at the is... school? <laughs> this, this is, is uh... real bit of DJs. This is real bit. Yeah, of that's why I screenshotted <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm sending this to the bosses. <laughs> Wait, so is it a play? Like, <laughs> it probably is because I know my niece has her Christmas pageant today, so um, it's probably that time of year where they're doing all those the. Uh, the pageants and but stuff. But you're watching so. on. This is a pig show, and you're watching on mute. How do you? <laughs> Maybe he has the captions on. It's not like we're like you can't be watching the video and be like, oh, okay, they like this. Like we don't have anything going up. He's he's literally reading the captions on YouTube that I don't think are good. So they're probably saying we're saying some crazy things. Shout out to David, man. And yes, man, we're <laughs> we are definitely going to talk about the Malcolm Brockton birthday game if he plays. Uh, anything else for this Jazz and Thunder game? Nah, I'm good. All right, we still got four more games to get through here. Let's go to the San Antonio Spurs. They are in my parts of the world, uh, uh, in Houston here. Houston, eight and a half point favorites with a total of 222 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the San Antonio Spurs, um, pretty clean injury report. It's all G League guys that are on there for the Rockets. Dylan Brooks is questionable with the illness, but I did see he participated in shoot, uh, shoot around. Tari Eason is questionable with left leg soreness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is pretty much it. So pretty healthy squads here for both these teams. Rockets laying eight and a half at home, hosting the Spurs here. Terrell, what do you think? No, I'm posing the question to you. Because I understand oh, the Rockets are... I, I understand the Rockets have been good this season. And when I say good, 
I mean, compared to years past, this is really, really freaking good. 10 and 9 on the season, 500. Great job. Congratulations, Moonoff. 12, 5, Thank and you. 2 We're ATS trying. this season. That is amazing. 12, 5, and 2. Amazing. Plus, I'm pretty sure like three of those is against the Rockets. So, very, very good job, Moonoff. Again, yes. 8, 1, and 1 at home. Amazing. I mean, when's the last time the Rockets were 8, 1, and 1 at home? <laughs> ATS. Amazing. I'm 100% there for you. This San Antonio team, terrible, horrible. 8 and 13 against the spread, 4 and 6 on the road. 3 and 13, no, 3 and 18 straight up. They've lost 14 straight, 15 straight, yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. San Antonio sucks. Rockets playing very good. However, are you still laying 8.5? Because that is a lot. <laughs> the Rockets team. 8.5? I mean, what are we talking about here? 8.5? For this Rockets team, I look, <clears throat> you mentioned the numbers. They've been really good at home this season, right? But, I mean, you like take a look at some of those spreads. They've all been less than, let's see here, minus five is the biggest spread I see as a favorite for the Rockets. That was against the Memphis Grizzlies. But other than that, they've either been a underdog, and they've only been favored in three games at home. They were three-point favorite against the Hornets, three mm-hmm. against the Pelicans, where they pushed and then a five point five, like I mentioned, against the Grizzlies. And now they're laying eight and a half here against the Spurs. I can't do it. I, I, I think this is a closer game. These two teams matched up in San Antonio. That game went into overtime, and yeah. the Spurs won that game by four points. So I think the Rockets win the game, but I think it's closer to maybe a five or six point victory here for the Rockets. I, I'm going to, I'll take the Spurs here plus the uh, eight and a half here. Uh, I can't lay that many points with this Rockets team. They could blow their doors out. Uh, you know, of the arena because they've lost 14, 15 games in a row here, but I can't lay eight and a half with this team. I, I, it's not how good they are at home. I completely get what you're saying. Understand everything you're saying. I think what it is for me is it feels like this is the moment when everybody has finally jumped on Rockets bandwagon and they've all said we're going to start finally betting Rockets because I'm telling you of that 12, 5, and 2, people have probably only bet about three or four of those games. Yeah. For the for the Rockets, they've probably only bet about three or four of those. I think this is the game where everybody gets down on the Rockets. They say that this this Spurs team is horrible, terrible, all of this, this, that, and the third. They're going on this terrible losing streak. The only reason that we're not talking about them more is because the Pistons exist as an organization. But this is going to be the game where they <laughs> let everybody down and the Spurs get an outright win. Give me the Spurs plus eight and a half here, man. And you know I'm backing my guy down myself for a good game. I mean, they haven't been bad on the road, right? I mean, to at least Spurs standards, they're four and six against the spread. I know they've only won two of their ten games on the road, but I think when we talk about the spread here, they're they're covering the spread. Uh, I mean, they look, they went into Minnesota as a twelve point dog, and they were able to cover that game. I know that was without Anthony Edwards for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but I think that still speaks a little bit of volumes for me, where they were able to hold that Minnesota Timberwolves team to only one hundred and two points mm-hmm. uh, in that game. So. I said the same yeah, thing, like- and then they came and they lost to the, to the Bulls at home, and I gave up again. But this is another spot where I'm backing them again. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm backing them again. Uh, total trail uh, sitting at two twenty five and a half. Ooh. I mean, I guess if I think the Spurs are going to win, I think it goes over. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really think they're going to win, but I think they're going to keep it close. And I think they're going to keep it close. I think it goes over. But I'm still going to have a little bit on the money line because if they win, I want the credit. 
Uh, Spurs 14 and 7 towards the over this season, but out on the road, they're just 5 and 5 on the total. And Rockets at home, I, they've definitely been an under team. I think it's 8 and 2 to the under. Oh, yeah. really? I yeah. Notice that. yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Under. No, no. All I right. mean, over. I'm still going over. Yeah, you're on the over because you, yeah, you like the Spurs here. I'll, I'll, I'll lean with the under here. 14 um, to 7. 14 to 7 to the over for the Spurs. Yeah. All right. Uh, player props. What are you looking at? You said Vassell. What? Anybody else? Yeah, you know, Dem Vassell. Well, I mean, what, what disrespect did they have for the Dem Vassell points line at now? 18 and a half. Okay, so they're starting to move them on up. Getting closer to that 20. It's not at 20 yet. I like Dem Vassell to go over that. Man, am I tripping or has Wimby actually been rebounding the basketball league? Oh, boy. He, had, he just had a 20-20 game. Nobody was talking about it. Yeah. Like, he's really, like, no, but seriously, when we look at these seven-foot centers, how many of them do we actually be like, oh, man, yeah, they're going to have a great rebounding day. Like, you hear a seven-foot center, and you think, oh, he should be getting uh, 20 rebounds all the time. And they never really yeah. do it. But Wimby really turned it on the past four games, really, really a lot more recently. Just listen to his rebounds. 20, 10, 11, 12, 9, 15, 3, 13, 9, 14, 11. Yeah, I mean, come on now. He, he's he's transpired from the five four six four that we were seeing in the beginning of the season, or you know stuff like that, like to the tens and twenties. Now I think you can play a, a Wimby rebounds prop now. Ten and a half is in the Marisi. He had twelve in the matchup earlier against the Rockets. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, Look at my guy Shane Goon in this game. He's done relatively well. Uh, against the Spurs in his career earlier this season. Uh, he had 25 points and 14 rebounds. Um, he's had double-digit rebounds in three straight games against the Spurs, 10, 14, and 14. So, hey, if you want to put another SGP together or like a rebounding prop here with Shangun and uh, Win Binyama, I think that's a good option. Um, my guy Mitch pointing out Jabari over one and a half three-pointers made. Um yeah, I can't argue against that. Jabari, he's been, I think he's found his role with this team now with Emi Yudoka, right? Um, and he's yeah. been able to, you know, knock those threes down. Let me see how he's done against the Spurs. Should be at least four or five games here he's had it. Uh, he's only had it in two of the five games, but the attempts have been there for him uh, against uh-huh. the San Antonio Spurs. So, all right. Anything else for this game? No, I like you. The Shangun look. Give me Shangun. Points and rebounds. Yep. All right, uh, next game of the night, we'll go over to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Pelicans sitting as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite in this game. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is questionable. Jaden McDaniels is questionable. Jordan McLaughlin is questionable. For the Pelicans, Larry Nance Jr. is out, and that is pretty much it. Uh, Pelicans coming off of... Uh, the game on Thursday against the Lakers where they got their doors blown off. Um, not sure how long they stayed there or what the situation was. But, <laughs> I would have got out of um, there immediately. <laughs> we are not <laughs> staying. I don't want any of these bad vibes to follow this team around. We're getting up out of here. Uh, now they are back home uh, hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves here. Terrell, what are you thinking? I think I'm playing this the same way as I'm playing the Bucks game. You're really disappointed how that in-season tournament played out. Like, I don't think the in-season tournament really made a difference during the group stage because it's like it's a regular season game. I think 
teams played, and if somebody was hurt, they missed. If they wasn't hurt, they played. Like I think it was regular for the regular season. But when you get to Vegas, and you get embarrassed in Vegas like that. So I was sitting here, and I was talking to this girl because she was listening to the game while I was watching the game. And they said, the Pelicans now down by 30. And she said, damn, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, do you know how many women there are around the world that think the Pelicans suck because they just so happen to be turned on the Lakers game and they see the Lakers killing them by 30? Like, come on, this Pelicans team got to bounce back after that. This Minnesota team's been rough on the road. I know I really cooked them um, for being 1-5 ATS on the road, but they ro- rode off three straight win and covers on the road. This time, there is a dog at the Pelicans team who was really, really good at home, 9-3 at home. I think this is a pretty good bounce-back spot for this Pelicans team. I'm going to take the Pelicans get it done here, minus four. Yeah, Pelicans, uh, sorry, the uh, Timberwolves on the road, 7-3 straight up, but just 4-6 and six against the spread. And I don't think Anthony Edwards does play in this game because he did return in the last game, but he left with an injury um, and did not return to the same hip issue. So I don't think they're going to really push Anthony Edwards to get out there. Obviously, there is a significant... <clears throat> fall off after that uh, offensively for this team. And I think that the Pelicans still do have the size to at least defend um, Carl Anthony Towns, whether you're putting Brandon Ingram's length on him, whether you're putting Zion on him. Um, I think that obviously Valanciunas will be matched up on uh, Rudy Gobert here tonight. But I think my more favorite play in this game is probably going to be the under. Um, I'll, I'll lean with the Pelicans here as well, but I think that this is going to be a good a defensive battle between these two teams. That number is currently sitting at 222 and a half. Um, so I, I like the under more in this game. You have any thoughts on the total? Just give me Pelican's team total over. You can't, you gotta, you, if you're gonna bounce back anyway, you're gonna bounce back offensively. And just knowing Zion, just knowing Zion. When I don't give out Zion, he's gonna come on here and he's gonna have like some twenty-five, maybe thirty points. It's gonna it's gonna really piss me off because we're gonna sit here and you're gonna think, oh man, the Timberwolves have Rudy Gobert, they have Carl Anthony Towns, they have all these bodies that they can throw at Zion, and Zion's gonna have a rough day. And watch Zion probably have his best game of the season tonight when I'm not betting him because nobody ever hits Zion props. So. Give me over. 222 and a half. That's why I said that. Uh, yeah, these two teams these two teams matched up earlier this season. Um, and that was a 121-120 victory for the Minnesota Timberwolves in New Orleans. But that was a game where they didn't have Zion, uh, did the Pelicans. Um, and that was a game Anthony Edwards played. 30 minutes had 23 points in that game as well. 29 for Carl Anthony Towns in that game. So, um, yeah. All right. Player props. Whew. All right. I like Brandon Ingram's assist today because I think the game goes over. Brandon Ingram, he's a really, really good assist in the basketball and uh, having a ball in his hand and making the right decision. Like not even just Jeff's having a bas- basketball in his hand, but making the right decision, especially when the defense collapses on him and being able to get the ball to somebody open and keep sessions going so i like uh brandon ingram over five and a half assists today at even money i think you can get to six okay. um i was looking at balance rebounds in this game 
he did have 11 in the matchup earlier this season, but he hasn't really done that well. All right. Yeah, I didn't have much for this game as far as player props. All right. Two games left here, Terrell. Let's go over. Let me just check one more thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ingram uh, over this prop in two of the last three. And uh, what's this? Three of the last five versus the Timberwolves. So just making sure I had that number right. All right, uh, two West Coast games here. Let's go over to the Brooklyn Nets. They are in Sacramento here tonight to take on the Kings. Kings are a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game with a total of 236. Uh, looking at the injury report here for both of these teams, for the Brooklyn Nets, they are going to be without, obviously, Ben Simmons. Lonnie Walker is also out for this game. That's pretty much it. For the Sacramento Kings, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Malik Monk is questionable for this game. He does have an illness <clears throat> for the Kings. All right, uh, Terrell, four and a half in favor of the Kings here hosting the Brooklyn Nets. What are you thinking? Uh, is this a Jock Vaughn masterclass? Mm. Is this a Jock Vaughn masterclass? Jock Vaughn, he sometimes puts together a masterclass of coaching, man. And he gets this Brooklyn Nets team wins. Ah, uh, I'm frustrated. 6-2 ATS, I'll mention that for the Brooklyn Nets on the road. 4-4 four and four straight up. I think they are the best team against the spread. Yeah, 16-4. And I think that's what it really is. I'm trying to find ways to fade. But, like, you don't fade this Brooklyn Nets team. You just don't. John Vaughn just coaches this team into being close into the game. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter level competition. May they falter at some point when they're laying a bunch of points? Yeah, but, man, if they're not in this game, they're, they are in. Like, this – give me the outside of two possessions. I think I just got to just start taking Jock Vaughn and just not question it. Give, give, me this, give me this next team plus four and a half. I, I have been on the De'Aaron Fox for MVP wave. Once he starts, you know, getting back going, I think he can make some noise. He may, he's not going to win the award, but he's definitely going to make some noise and probably finish in the top five voting. But this Brooklyn Nets team can get up defensively. They can score a bunch of points when you need them to. Jock Vaughn literally turns it on and off when he needs this team to score and when he needs this team to play up defensively because he's a really good head coach. Like, he's a really, really good head coach. They just came off of covering nine against the Wizards. I, Malik Monk questionable is enough for me. Give me the Brooklyn Nets plus the points. Yeah, I like the Nets here. Um, six and two ATS on the road. And this is a team that, I mean, I don't know a lot of people are watching their games, but even when they're down, they don't give up, man. They they play their full 48 minutes. And maybe like you mentioned, that is a, a Jock Vaughn head coaching thing that he has his guys playing for the full 48 minutes, despite whatever the score might be. And offensively, they've been really good as well. On the road, they're averaging 100 and... Um, Close to 120 points per game. Um, I think they also have the defensive guys that really kind of slow down the Sacramento Kings. I know De'Aaron Fox is a very, very tough matchup for any team in this league, but I think for the other side of, you know, like Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, he has linked as well. Nick Lick Claxton down below um, in the pain area. Maybe he can, you know, really combat what Sabonis might be able to do in this game. So I think defensively, the Nets match up pretty well against Sacramento Kings team. And offensively, 
they just find ways, man. They have like different guys that step up every single night, guys that can knock down shots, guys that can get to the basket and finish around the rim. Um, so I'll look at the Nets here. I'd love the Nets team total to go over in this game. I think oh, this yes. game does get over the total, but I think my more for playing this game is the Nets team total to go over here, Terrell. Yeah, I, I trust the Nets a lot more. You look at the last five games and what these two teams are doing defensively. The Nets holding teams to 108 points per game. That is fifth best in the, in the NBA. And you have the Sacramento Kings here who are holding teams to 120.8 points per game. That is 24th best in the NBA. They're towards the bottom of the league. They haven't been playing good defensively at all. They've been giving up a lot of points all over the court. You look at over the last five games and what this team has done in terms of points in the paint. and I mean, opponents' points in the paint. And opponents' points in the paint, they're giving up. Oh, well, they're doing a little bit better. But then it was, they were 24 in points in the paint as well. They're now up to 18. So they, they started defending the paint area a little bit better, but they're still giving up a lot of points. And I think that this Brooklyn Nets team is going to be able to find ways. And you have Bridges, who's played this Kings team a lot. So, you yep. know, former West Coast player on an East Coast team now, going back West Coast, playing teams he's familiar with. Good little spot to back of points over for Mikael Bridges. I like this Brooklyn Nets team. And Cam Johnson as well. Um, I was looking at, I think somebody mentioned the chat, uh, Nick Claxton rebounds uh, in this game. Uh, last season, these two teams matched up. Claxton had 14 points, 14 rebounds in that game. Um, and then again, the Sacramento Kings are giving up about 14 rebounds per game to that center position as well. So do like Nick Claxton rebounds in this game. Um, you mentioned Mikhail Bridges. I think that's a great look as well. Um that's all I had for this game. What are you looking at for player props? Yeah, I do. Like I said, I do like Bridges. Uh, he has 23, 13. He has zero, but he only played six minutes of that game and 27 in his last three games against the Kings. One of those games was with Brooklyn, that 23-point game. So he's had a 27-point game against them. Now, granted, that was 50 minutes of game time. <laughs> But you know, Mikael Bridges plays all the time. He doesn't miss a game. He plays as much as he can. So, like, Cam Johnson is the next name that I'm looking for uh, here that I think is going to have a pretty solid game tonight. I'm back in the former Suns in this game. Cam Johnson, uh, 10 and 12 over his last two games against them. But those have been relatively when he's still trying to find his role in the offense. He's started to find himself a little bit more with his Brooklyn team i think that he can be able to have a pretty solid game today i'll probably take his threes and not points but i do like cam johnson as well all right anything else for this game i do like keegan threes as well keegan threes is honestly an auto play because he's going to take 10 or 12 like every single game yeah he has a great light yeah i think it was the last the, the game is a pelicans where he started like three or three in the first quarter uh and then he fell off a little bit but yeah i mean I think that's why they really brought him in to be that, you know, that that spot-up three-point shooter, especially from the corners for the Kings. All right, last game of the night here, Terrell. We've got the Portland Trailblazers. They are headed to L.A. to take on the Clippers. Clippers are sitting as a 13-point favorite in this game with a total of 220. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Portland Trailblazers, a lot of questionable tags here. So DeAndre Aiden questionable. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. Jeremy Grant is out for this game. For the Lakers, uh, I'm sorry for the Lakers, for the Clippers, everybody is uh, healthy. Uh, only person that is out is Mason Plumlee. He is dealing with that left MCL sprain who's been out for several weeks. But 
Healthy squad here for the Clippers. Uh, minus 13 in favor of the LA Clippers here hosting the Portland Trailblazers. Terrell, what are you thinking? All right, let me see here. I am curious about something. One, two, two. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everything's moving on me. All right, there we go. One, two. Uh, what's that? One, two, four, and two, five, and two. Okay. That's what I thought because I felt like that there was something here because there's been too many times we've had this situation. The Portland Trailblazers are five and two ATS when they're catching double digits or more this season. They have, they, let's see, they covered 10 against Toronto. They did not cover 10 against Cleveland. They covered 12 against Phoenix. They covered, no, they did not cover 12 against Phoenix. They lost that game by 13, actually. They covered 13 against Milwaukee. They covered 12 against Indiana, an outright win. They covered 12 against Cleveland, an outright win. And they covered 12 and a half against Golden State recently. Now it's at 13. And we have a Clippers team that I already don't trust. And I have recommended that we just not bet. However, Clippers have dominated this matchup for the most part. They've won the last five games, covered three of the last five. However, you can't take this Clippers team. You can't you can't lay double digits for this Clippers team. I don't know how you can. I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. Five and two against the spread as a double digit favorite. Is this? I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm just gonna play Portland and we'll talk about it next episode if this is right again. Because this seems like it's a pretty decent trend, five and two ATS. Yeah, I'm not I'm not laying no thirteen points here with the Clippers. Uh, I mean, you mentioned, I I think the impressive part of this Blazers team was that when they went that East Coast trip and they were pretty much double-digit uh, underdogs in every single one of those games, they covered the spread, actually won some of those games outright. Um, they've gotten Anthony Simons back. They've gotten a couple other guys back. And a lot of some some questionable tags here tonight uh, for this Blazers team uh, with Aiden and, and um, with Malcolm Brogdon. But Shane Sharp has been playing well, like I mentioned, and um, Anthony Simons, like I mentioned, they got him back. He's been playing well as well. So I think this is a game where, look, even if the Clippers get out to a double-digit lead in that fourth quarter, I feel like this is going to be a game where they they are going to backdoor this uh, this uh, this spread here of 13. But I'm there's no way in hell I am laying 13 points here with the uh, LA Clippers. Just because you mentioned that, the inconsistencies and in how bad this team has been. So... Give me the plus 13 here for the Blazers. Total 220 here, Terrell. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'll go over. If I think the Blazers are going to keep it close, they probably score a bunch of points. Give me the over. All right. Um, yeah, I was indifferent. I know the Clippers at home this season, the under is 7-1-2. and two. They're holding opponents 103 points per game in that span. But, yeah, I think this might be eh. – I'll lean with the under just based off of how good they've been defensively at home. Might be just an off night here for the Clippers. All right, player props. Malcolm Brogdon, it is the birthday game, but he is officially set as questionable here tonight. I believe it's a hamstring for, sorry, it's right knee soreness for Malcolm Brogdon here tonight. So keep that in mind if you want to bet the birthday props here. But uh, anything else you're looking at in this game? Yeah, uh, assist, Malcolm Brogdon, birthday props, assist, and double-double whenever you know, if he plays, I think that's the way to look at it. His assistant potential double-double play there with him. It's not really any. 
props for the Trailblazers, which is actually annoying because I don't want to back. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. I'm waiting for Trailblazers props because give me. Uh, I think Simons can have you know a pretty decent game here. Yep. I would love Aiton if he played, man. But I yeah, don't even know if he's, he's questionable. Play. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to play, but I think Aiton could have a pretty solid game against Subak. Subak really hasn't been, you know, that good defensively, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, I wanted the Simons prop as well, but that's not listed. It's just because all the questionable tags, like we mentioned, uh, for the um, Portland Trailblazers, but Simons. He did have a 37-point game last season against the Clippers, followed up with 16 and 18. So I'll wait for the Simons props to come out. That's definitely going to be 20-plus here tonight uh, against the Clippers. All right, Terrell, that is 13 games in the books here, hour 40 into the pod here. Let's get to our lock and dog for tonight, and then we will do our underdog fantasy entry here. Uh, You want to lead us off with your lock and dog? Yeah, for my lock. Let's see. I think the Bucks are going to blow out the Bulls. Ooh, got a lot of games. Got to try to go back and remember what I really, really liked over the course of this show. I do think the Raptors are going to get a win today. So, how chalk do we want to go? Man, I really think they're going to dog this Bulls team. And everybody betting the Bulls is just like – it, it feels like this is the public saying we just saw this team go to overtime and now you're telling me we're getting double digits. This is the double-digit spread you should not be worried about. The double-digit spread you should be worried about is the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers is the one you should be worried about. This is not the one to be sitting here thinking about. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just trust the, the Milwaukee Bucks to do it. This is a really large spread for me to be laying for my lock, but it feels so good because I really think they're going to dog them by 20 today. Give me the Milwaukee Bucks, minus 11 and a half. That's my lock. All right. For my dog, I actually really like New Orleans too, but I can't I can't lock up New Orleans. They make me pay whenever I lock them up. Let's go with 145 for the Toronto Raptors to get it done at Madison Square Garden on the money line. Uh, is there anything else I like in there? I do like Charlotte, but Charlotte is a little cheap. Of course, I love Portland. Also like San Antonio. Yeah, no, I'll go with the Raptors. The Raptors been playing pretty, pretty decently, and it just seems like the the Knicks to lose to a sub five hundred team at home. So yeah, Raptors plus one forty five. All right. Uh, all right. For my lock, I will go with. Give me the Brooklyn Nets plus four and a half. Um, I think they just match up really well against this Kings team. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they won this game outright, but I mean, they have guys that can number one, defend on that team. Guys, do you have different guys that can um, score the basketball uh, as well? I think this is a good spot here outside of uh, four points here. I think they can definitely keep this within the number and possibly win an outright as well. So, Give me the Nets plus the four and a half. Um, yep. Alluded to it earlier, man. Luca triple doubles at plus 210, especially without Kyrie there. I, I have to take that every single day of the week. Um, we talked about some of the other injuries as well on that Mavs team, right? Grant Williams is out. Maxi Kleba is out. Um, so I think that Luca, the usage rate, number one, is going to be through the roof. Um, and anything north of plus 200 to get a triple double on Luca, I will take that. Um, plus 210 uh, as my dog. Um, nothing really else 
excited me as far as a dog on the card. Um, yeah, I'll stick with that. Uh, Luca plus 210, triple-double here tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, Terrell, let's put together our Underdog Fantasy entry here for tonight before we wrap up the show. Again, if you don't have an account at Underdog Fantasy, make sure you go to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN. Uh, get you a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Terrell, where do we want to start off our entry here for tonight? I mean, there's so many good options. There's so, so many good options. I mean, Joel is there for the taking. We have a couple of birthday games we could back. Bridges, I think that's where I want to start. Give me Miles Bridges, 20 and a half. I think he could go over that today against this Miami team. In a, in a game that Charlotte has always plays them kind of tough, and Bridges mm-hmm. shooting 50% this season. Like, he's come back, and he's been really, really good, man. It's just hard to ignore. I'll take Bridges 20 and a half higher. All right. Uh, we'll start it with that. Uh, let's throw in Winbinyama rebounds 10 and a half. Uh, let's see. Do they have that Knicks game up still? Let's see if they if they sleep it on the Knicks game before we do that. Because they did say, yeah, Hartstein, nine. His rebounds is at nine, higher. All right, let's go there. Or or uh, or because Mitch is out for a while. Yeah. Do you think Hartstein can get ten points? <sighs> can he get only... yo, the, the double double is two point five X higher. Two point five X for the can he get to ten points? Um, so the only thing that concerns me is that he's only averaging 2.8 fuel attempts per game. And he hasn't had been in double digit points only three times in the 20 some odd games that he's played this season. That's the only pushback I would have. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. We could stick with the rebounds. I was just, I was throwing it out there because I see 2.5 and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, that would catch my attention as well. For sure. Higher nine rebounds. I like that. All right. Um, You want to go Shangun or you want to go Wimby? I think because we think we both agreed on that one. Uh, Or do you want to go Bobby Portis double double three X? They're playing with. Okay, so this is what you do don't take Bobby Portis now, but take Bobby Portis and Hartstein in one and just throw. Ten bucks on it. That's got to pay. Okay. I'm actually gonna. Do, I'm gonna do that right now. I'm gonna do that right now and tell you what it pays. That's our. That's our risky one. That's the. So we'll give out two. That's the risky one. Okay. Because if Hartstein gets to those ten points, like if they if they dump off to him or anything, he gets those ten points. I know that double double is live. All right. Who was the other person we just said again? Uh, Bobby Portis. Backup centers for double doubles is fun. 22 to 22.5 X. $10 gets you $225. I'm going to put that in real quick. I like those two spicy plays. All right, back to what we were doing. We had Hartstein higher than nine. We had uh, Miles Bridges, 20 and a half. Uh, we put Portis and Hartstein in the. I mean, we can go Vucevic. We could go. Uh, or. Giannis in that Bulls game. 
Uh, Giannis is at 32. See, I'm worried about the blowout factor in that game. Because, like, like you said, yeah, yeah, you're right. Blowout. You're right. Nah, you're right. It, it definitely could be. I need to actually make a slip that has a blowout. It has a bunch of unders because they blow them out. What about Wimby or Shangoon? Yeah, let's go with someone going to the Rockets game. Wimby or Shangoon? I feel like everybody's going to be on Wimby. Let's go with Shangoon. All right, points and rebounds? Yeah. All right, we'll throw that in there. All right, so let me take. Points right. and rebounds at 32 and a half higher. All right, so we got Miles Bridges, higher 20 and a half points. We got Isaiah Hartenstein, higher nine rebounds. And then Shangun against the Spurs, 32 and a half points, rebounds, uh, higher 32 and a half. That $100 entry will get you 600 bucks. And then also the bonus one, Terrell mentioned the spicy ones with Bobby Portis, double-double. And uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, double-double. Uh, that is around uh, 22 and a half. So 10 bucks gets you... $225. Yep. yep. All right. Perfect. Our 50 13 game schedule in the association here tonight. Uh, back to regular programming uh, with the NBA in season tournament behind us. Terrell, anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? Shout out to uh, Yeet Mirai, Raptors bottom 10 and allowing second chance points. Hartston could get a bunch of uh, putbacks today. Man, I'm ready to. I need to see what the books actually have his double double line at. I feel like that's not going to be underpriced. Oh, you coffers in the in the chat there. All right, what's up? What's up, RC? Uh, you coffer. All right. Um, yeah, we'll be back uh, tomorrow between myself and Scott. Uh, but a lot of opportunities to make money here tonight. Um, and definitely again, bet responsibly. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. Toronto, any parting, <laughs> any parting words? I will say this: like our listeners do be on stuff. They said that the sun, the Nets got the Suns on deck. I didn't realize that. That is a very good reason not to take the Nets today. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh, the Nets have. Uh... They got the Suns on deck. That is a very like that is a very good reason not to take the Nets today. If you don't want to take the Nets because of that, I completely understand. I still like the Nets because I think I, I think they're good and I think they can keep it close. But that is a very good reason not to take them if you don't want to take. Them. Is it a back-to-back game or is it on Wednesday? Uh, I think it's on Wednesday. Let me see. Yeah, because they got the uh, they have the Warriors yeah. It's on tomorrow. Wednesday. They have a day off in between it. Oh, the Nets are winning that game. Suns coming off a game with the Warriors. The Nets are going to win that game. Hmm, maybe the Nets do lose this game because they're a hundred percent beating the Suns. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. All right. Make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter and Instagram at ReallyRell underscore underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Back tomorrow, same time, same place for the Tuesday games with myself and Scott. Till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me.